Blog Talk Radio. The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. There's something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. Uh. Only hope I had was selling dope Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller float My mama told me never feel and never tell them folks I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute I was getting paid like a hotline Certain rolling, things calling, we was that kind Well connected, well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected, now they regret it And get my message Complaints, no complaints. It wouldn't matter if I did. <laughs> sure, I ain't got nothing to complain so, about. I've been I, I've been off work the last two days. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I, I actually tried to halfway kind of not want to go this morning. I didn't have a choice. It's still snowing down here. Oh. Yeah, we got. It snowed once we got to work. Then it started to snow and get kind of ugly for a minute. But by the time we, the day was done, the sun was out. It looked like a, a day in May. It was so sunny. There was no remnant of snow. Pretty ridiculous. But that's Texas for you. Well, no arguments there. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Best thing to do is just kind of run through it, and we'll go from there. That's what I had to do. So this evening, we do have a guest, as well as this is our Black History Spot for the month. Um, So we're going to share some information with each other. Um, And, you know, it's going to be perspective-based, I'm sure, because we never know what to expect. When we get on the air, things just kind of happen. So um, I have a couple of things I want to share, and I'm sure that um, in our sharing, it'll make me want to find out and share some other things. 
But I chose the song to kind of represent that whole uh, legacy concept of of just some of the amazing things that we contribute to the world as far as ancestry. And also um, connecting with our guests this evening because I'm sure that um, the story that he shares with us will contain uh, evidence of his ambition as well. So, and then, of course, I know Imaj loves that song, so, you know, had to do that for her too. So, we're going to kind of get into bringing our guests on so we can make sure we handle business before pleasure. You know how things go terribly left sometimes when we're together. <laughs> so, we're going to go ahead and take care of business first. I'm going to bring our guest on and let him kind of introduce what he does, what he's got going on, his projects, and and, and then we'll roll from there. Uh, this gentleman, this gentleman I met on Facebook, actually, um, you know, in connecting with other authors. So, um, like everyone else, like our listeners, I can't wait to hear some of the details of his story, his journey. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call him by his pen name. He may correct us. I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, Julian. Are you with us this evening, sir? Julian? Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm with you. This is Julie. Hello? Yes, sir. What's going on with you? Um, Not much. We were um, going ahead and letting you get out um, a platform here to share with us a little bit about your latest project, a little bit about your journey to becoming a public Mm -hmm. author. A little about my process? Well, your your journey, you know, and your project. Your latest uh, publication. What you say as far as the creative process? Well, I mean, just kind of tell us what it is that you have. What are you promoting? What is your latest project? uh, My latest project is called Before I Wake. Um, it's uh, urban fiction. Um, yeah, that's basically what it is. Before I wake, it's it's by me. It's called uh, it's called Before I Wake. It's an urban fiction um, novel. So you want to give us a little bit of a hint uh, about the storyline? Well, it's basically about um, the main character. Her name is uh, Katasia Montique. And um, they call her Kiki on the street. And it's basically just about um, her trying to make her way through that urban gauntlet. You know what I mean? Like trying to, uh, you know, she doesn't have a whole lot of support from her family. She doesn't have a uh, whole lot of support from her mother. And she's just trying to make it the best way she can. And unfortunately, um, most of her influences are her peers and her cousins and things like that. And, um, you know, Anybody that's from that demographic understands that, like, a lot of times when you listen to your friends and you listen to people in your age group, they're not always, like, the most 
knowing, wise, or positive influences on your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. And and where did this um, story come from, Like, Why? Why did you choose this particular story to tell? Could you ask that question again? I said, and where did this story come from? You know, what was your reason behind this particular storyline? Um, I could have sto- I I could have told the story from a male um perspective, but I was uh I was a sentry in the uh, city school district here, and I just I just felt like people needed to know what what these young females are going through. A lot of these young females out here that don't have the proper guidance and don't have the proper role models and don't have, you know. You know, you know, they don't have positive people in their lives and whatnot. And, 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 you know, really what it was is that, like, you watch the news and you see the paper, and, and a lot of times um, young black males and females are dehumanized. And I just wanted to tell that story. I just wanted to, to like, give people that, um, that perspective to where it's like, you know, um, it's easy to say, well, I have both parents in the home, you know what I mean? And and they told me to go to school. They made sure I went to school. They made sure I, I did my homework and this, that, and the third. And I just wanted to show the perspective of, like, what if you didn't know? You know, like, what if you didn't have those positive people in your life? How would you end up? And instead of, mm-hmm. like, judging people and, like, giving those people those names, like, you know, we're so quick, like, you know, on the news they say, well, he's a gang member or he's a thug or he's this, that, and the third. You know, like, I wanted to, like, bring the reader into, you know, I wanted to show the reader the perspective of, okay, so if I didn't have all those positive people in my life, how would I have ended up? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's why I wrote that book and that's why I chose to write it from that female perspective because, like, when I was working security in that city school district, like, I just saw a lot of the challenges that a lot of these young females were going through from older men, from, like, um, you know, single-family homes, from, like, just trying to make it and find their identity and find their way in this world. I just wanted to tell that story in a graphic way, in a real, in a graphic way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you kind of were uh, a voice, uh, uh or maybe those that somehow end up voiceless. Say that again? I said, so you were kind of a voice for those that end up kind of voiceless. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about your, um, your journey as an author. My... How did you get to... Your journey as an author, how did you get started and end up in, at this point, publishing your piece? What kind of, um, was it easy, self-made, what? Well, you know, everything that, you know, and I'm giving away a secret, but, like, everything that that female goes through in that book, Kiki Katasha, is everything I went through when I was out there in the street. And I just, like I said, I felt... um I don't know. I had a felt a sense of urgency as far as like letting people know or or, or trying to explain like that uh, female perspective because you know we're all on Facebook and we all hear those terms like oh she's a thot or she's this or she's that but like what made her 
You know what I mean? Like, what made her? Like, how did she get that way? Like, how does a person, like, end up, you know, like, taking selfies in the bathroom? You know what I mean? Like, that that mentality, like, where does that come from? You know what I mean? And and I just wanted, like, before people judge and before people call names and, and black and white, you know what I mean? Because, like, you see it on the news every night, but, like, we do it to our own people. I just wanted people to to, to know and understand that, that perspective and, like, where that comes from, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that was, like, pretty much, like, my creative process as far as, like, developing the story and telling it <clears throat> from that young female perspective. Okay, so you are the main character, kind of. Well, yeah, well, kind of and, and <laughs> kind of not because as everybody can tell right now, I'm I'm a man, you know what I mean? But I told the, right. I told the story from, like, a female's perspective, you know what I mean? So, like, the stories and everything that she goes through are authentic. Like, those, those things and those characters, like, I can honestly say that, like, 80, I'd say, like, 85% or better of the characters in that book actually exist in my city, down to the street okay. names. You know, like yeah, one of the main to, characters. Yeah I, is, ask, yeah, I was about to ask that myself, honestly, because um, I know I, I, I've been in that. I'm, well, I'm still in that world now, as far as working security in, in uh, the inner city school systems and that type of thing. So I, I definitely relate to where you're coming from. Um, so that was the that was a question that was really in my head that you kind of already answered. Um, I guess I'll take a I'll take a different angle on the question in my head was um, Were you able to kind of develop? Any type of, uh, I guess, I guess, I can't call it a friendly relationship because that sounds wrong. But in terms of just kind of having different conversations with a lot of the, a lot of the young females that you were observing, um, while you were working within that 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 type of format. Ask that again. Was I trying to? I, I, I said, you know, well, you gotta... I, said, I said, did you get it? No, I said, did you get a chance to? Because um, you, you were saying you were saying that a lot of the uh, a lot of the characters in your books um, are based on you know characters I mean based on actual people that you've observed within you know within that within the educational system. So I was taking right. a step further and saying you know were you able to kind of talk to a few of the young ladies to kind of get a hands on uh, perspective from them to kind of help with writing the book. Oh, no, like, you know, you got to understand that, like, I'm from that demographic, you understand what I'm saying? So, like, um, I just, like, kind of watch them as far as, like, interviewing them or anything, like, intense like that. I just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just watch them and I observe them, and I very much know that demographic. So, like, my main character, Kiki, is based on, like, a lot of females that are going through that. Like, because I saw a lot of the young females going through that. You know what I mean? So, like, Kiki, actually, that name is, like, fake. You know what I mean? Like, Kiki doesn't exist. But, like like I said, a lot of those characters in that book do. Like, for instance, Cry. If you've read the book or anybody on the line that's read the book, there's a character called Cry. Now, she is actually a real person down to her name. She's actually doing five years right now in, um, the New York State Department of Correction, you know what I mean? She actually exists. But Kiki is more like, um, she's like a manifestation of a lot of people, uh, a lot of the young females that I experienced, like I said, when I was working in the school district, that had that mentality, that shared that same mentality. So she is actually fictional, you know what I mean? And I don't want to have to, like, 
go through the whole book and say who's fictional and who's real, but like no, some of those people like. Oh, okay. So you know, did I answer your question? I'm sorry because I go on no, rants. No, 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 <laughs> No, nah, you actually did, man. I was just trying to get an idea because I mean, I know I've got, uh, like I said, there there are a few, you know, there are a few of uh, of my of my students that you know they already know that I write books and things of that nature as well, and you know they love to kind of spoon feed me information for uh, for different purposes on occasion and that type of thing. So I wasn't sure whether or not you were in a direct, um, whether you had direct relationships of that nature. Um, with the students in you know in that format, so that was the reason I was asked. Oh no, I you know I have those direct relationships, but I I did not rely on those relationships to write the book. The book is like based on my personal experience. I mean, like I don't want to get too graphic on this line, and I don't want to say certain things, but like I've had those experiences where like you know like you you know like you deal with a, a young female in school, and and she's like fifteen, sixteen, and she's telling you how like how we say up north, the Arabs in the corner store said, "Look, I'll buy you some Jordans and a cell phone if you do this, that, and the third." You follow what I'm right. saying? Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, and I've seen that take go down. You know what I mean? Like, I've been taking the cut, you know, trying to get away from the police, and I've seen a couple brothers from the hood have a young chick bent over for a steak sub and a bag of green. You understand what I'm saying? And, I like, yeah, I, I don't know how, how graphic we can get on this line, so that's why I'm trying to kind of censor it, and I apologize if I'm going too far. Oh, no worries. No worries. Okay. But it wasn't, they, they, you know, like it wasn't. It wasn't a situation where like young girls came to me and said, "Oh, this is my story and this is my story," and and I wrote that down. This is all personal experience. This is like I walked this, I lived this, I've been through it. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, I dig that. you know, they're they're kidnapped stories, if you will. You know what I mean? No doubt. I I, I get where you're coming from, definitely. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so. I, I, I kind of see what um, Shakir was asking because once he started talking, I kind of was thinking that too. So this is just a manifestation, like you said, of several um, storylines of real people that you kind of wrapped mm-hmm. up into uh, Kiki, and Kiki is kind of symbolic of the female struggle in that environment. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. She, she's like she's like a manif- she's like a manifestation of like you know a lot of females that I know that are like out here in the street and they're young and they're lost and like like I said we I was a security guard in the school district and it was a lot of oh yeah you know what I mean like you trying to tell them to go to class and do this and do that and they're like you know f you this that and the third and then you catch up with them two three years later and it's not cute no more because you don't got a high school diploma you ain't got nothing you know what I mean all you got to all you got to move yourself forward is your mouth and your body you know what I mean and that's not going to take you that far you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my book is more or less a cautionary tale. I think that um, uh, the music industry and, and even in some of these books, like, they're glorifying it. And they're like, you know what I mean? Like, the wrong, you know, I don't know. Like, people can read them and get the wrong impression. Like, my book is definitely a cautionary tale. My book is, like, intended for, like, a young girl to read it 15, 16, 17, and be like, you know what? 
that's not the direction I want to go into. And it's also a book for, like, people that are not from the demographic that got both parents in the home that, you know, they could be the Huxtables. They could be Rudy Huxtable or whatever. And she's reading the book, and you know what? She'll close that book. She'll be shell-shocked, and she'll be like, you know what? God blessed me. God blessed me with two parents in the home. God blessed me to, like, you know, I didn't have to go through that. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know if you Right, okay. Hello? Yeah, we're still here, man. Um, so, okay. So, I want to I wanna go back a little ways and see if I can restructure my other question. Um, how did you get into writing? How did you get into um, expressing yourself in, in the form? Because not, oh, okay. not, not a whole bunch of men just choose writing to express their thoughts. So how did you get into that? I was um, originally a spoken word artist. You know what I mean? I came into this when I was like 16. And it's a long story. I don't even, like, I was getting into a lot of trouble. I was adopted. It was like a lot of things, like, going on in my life. And I was I was, I was, was into a lot of things. And I, I initially started this as, like, a poet and a spoken word artist. And, um, you know, I got the whole, you know, YouTube channel or whatever. So I started as a poet. You know what I mean? And I started expressing my angst and my anger through poetry or what have you. And then, like, you know, as time went on, I was like, you know what, you need to write a book, you know what I mean? And and it led from the poetry to the book. Like, honestly, I'll tell you a real story real quick, not, you know, to make a um, long story short. What happened was I was adopted. Um, you know, I don't know. If you're going to ask me about that, I'll tell you more about that, but I'm not going to get into it now. If you ask me about it, I'll tell you. But, um Basically, like, I was in a lot of trouble. My foster parents were like, you know, you know, it, I was always in trouble. So what happened was they published a book at my high school, and there was a poem in it. And for some reason, one of my parents' friends thought that I wrote it. You know what I mean? So they came to my parents, and they were like, yo, I think Tone wrote this. My author name is Julian Foster. My real name is Tony Campbell or whatever. But my author name is Julian Foster. So they were like, yo, we think your son wrote this. So me being in all the trouble I was in, you know, they came to me like, yo, did you write this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I wrote it. You know what I mean? This, that, and the third. And I'm lying. I'm, uh, of course, I'm lying my ass off. So what happened was we had a Kwanzaa celebration. Anybody that's familiar with Kwanzaa, we had a Kwanzaa celebration coming up. And my, my foster parents were very much into Kwanzaa and the black history thing or whatever. And they were like, you know what? You're going to write a poem for Kwanzaa. Now I'm stuck. I'm stuck on stupid because, like, I didn't write that poem for real. You know what I mean? Like, I used to rap, you know what I mean? But, like, I didn't write poems for real. So I was like, damn, I'm stuck. I, I'm caught in my lie. So something told me, and I don't even know what it was. Like, honestly, I was going to the library. I was trying to find some stuff from Length Hughes or anybody that was, like, famous that, you know, it wasn't a popular poem. I was going to jack that. You know what I mean? I was going to steal that. And I was like, look, everything I was reading, like, everybody knows. I said, look, you rap, you know what I mean? All a poem is is a rap slowed down. You know what I mean? And so I wrote something for this Kwanzaa celebration. It was basically a rap slowed down, and it was called Rebellious Thoughts. And it was basically about black people not going to war for this country. And it was like a year later, I, was, I entered the NAACP AXO competition, and I won a gold medal in it, and I went to nationals. So anybody that tells you lying won't get you nowhere, man, look, lie your ass off. 
Really? <laughs> That's all I can tell. To young people right now? Okay. No, no, I didn't. No, 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 no. Like, don't take that seriously. That was a joke. But, like, that's how I came into writing. Honestly, like, you got to understand, I was 15 years old. I'm now 39. I've been writing all this time based on a lot, based on a lot. And, and, and then come to find out, I won that competition from, like, writing a rap, slowed down, and I've been writing ever since. And that led me to write my first novel before I wake that we're talking about right here. I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean it like that. I was just being sarcastic. I, I apologize if, I like, so. you really have to. Huh? I hope so. No worries, I hope man. so. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was just talking junk. I was just talking junk. But, yeah, that, we have to that's how it happened. We have to take you out back and stone you. Say that again? Uh, we have to take you out back and stone you. Nah, no man, I was just, I was just. Show. No, I was talking Doug, man. Like, no, look, all the kids, man, that's listening, don't lie to your parents. You know what I mean? Don't don't be like me. Be better than me. Be better than me. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so your journey to becoming this author that you currently are started with a lie and it just kind of turned into something. It's kind of like that um, butterfly out of the cocoon kind of thing. So. That's pretty good. Um, when so are you are you self published? Are you part of a? Oh yeah, house? yeah. I'm self published. I'm self published. I don't have any kind of publisher. I went through Create Space, through a Amazon, and all that. So no, I you know like no, I have no main publisher. And I, I actually I plan to stay self published. Okay, so gotcha. so how was that whole process for you? We hear a lot of different stories depending on. Uh, you know, individual journeys. As an indie um, author, how was that journey to getting published? Easy? It was, it, yeah, it was actually pretty seamless. I think the the, the, the biggest uh, conflict with that is um, as far as, like, me going back and forth with my editor, you know what I mean? Because I had a certain ending that I was going to do um, with my first draft, and my editor was like, nah, don't do that. And, you know, like, when you first write something or when you write anything, that's your baby. And, you know, like, when when anybody, like, I don't know, like, gives you, like, criticism on it, it's like a shot, you know, like, you take a shot. And I'm like, no, you know what I mean? Like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. But she had, like, 20 years in the game, so I just, t- I, I just trusted her judgment. And um, I did what she said do. But as far as, like, publishing it and actually getting it out, you know what I mean, as far as, like, as soon as I had a cover done, it was pretty seamless. Like, af- after the editing was done and I had a cover done, you know, you know, I had to get an ISBN number. Um, I recommended all authors, you know, own your own ISBN instead of, like, getting your ISBN through Amazon. Now, I'll probably walk outside and get assassinated. <laughs> no, I'm just joking, but I'm just saying. Oh, I recommend any, any author, get, get your own ISBN. Own your own thing. Get your own ISBN and, and you know, other than that, like, it was pretty seamless. You know, you upload your um, PDF to Amazon, um, create space, and everything else is good. It was pretty seamless. Okay. Coolness. Well, that's, uh, that's good. We always, need, we always need to hear a good story about indie publishing. I think, um, think there are enough horror stories. So. so, okay, so is this your first project, your first published um, novel? Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. 
I have um, some poetry um, published. I have some spoken word published, as I said. I'm originally like a poet and spoken word artist, so I have some of that published. But, yeah, this is indeed my first novel, yes. And do you see yourself um, writing more books? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. i got to write the um, continuation to this. Um, as I said, um, one of my main characters, her name is Cry. She's locked up right now in Taconic. Um, you know, it is crazy because, like, you know, I guess, like, she's up there and, like, you know, like, the people up there with her can't believe that, like, she's actually in a book. So now I'm getting letters from, like, people that, like, you know, been locked up for 20-something years and this, that, and the third. And they're like, I got a story. You know, put this story in your book, this, that, and the third. So, like, I'm definitely writing a continuation to this. Um, I, I really am not – I'm not a fan of series. You know, I'm not a fan of people that write, like uh, – I'm not going to say a name because that might be somebody's uh, – the, the name of somebody's book. But, like, okay, I'm at this table. So, like, let me say, like, Salt Shaker 1 through 6. You know, for me, it's like, you haven't written that story yet? You shouldn't have six parts to that. So as far as Before I Wait goes, I might write three parts to that at best, at best. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to move on to something else. I don't want to necessarily stay in urban fiction. I feel like a good author should be able to write anything. So, like, I might write urban fiction. I might write fantasy next. I might write horror next. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna, I'm constantly going to challenge myself as an individual and an, and an author. You know what I mean? So, you never know what you're going to get from me. Okay. So, because uh, of my question, the direction I was kind of going, but you kind of talked about it. Is you see yourself focusing um, your stories around um, female um, main characters, or do you see yourself uh, kind of doing a little bit of anything? But you kind of mentioned that you would. So I just wanted to know if that was going to be like one of your signature things: is that all of your stories, the main character is a female, so you're writing from the female perspective. How how easy was that for you? To how? base the whole story from a female's perspective, like did you have a hard um, time kind of balancing that? Yeah, it, it was it, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, I think that like we as men and vice versa, me as we as men think we know everything about females, and females probably think, oh, I know a man or whatever. But it was a lot of me um, talking to my sisters and talking to them. I'm like, okay, you know, like. If you've read the book, like, there's sexual situations, and me as a man, you know, I, I, I experienced sex as a man. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to, like, you know, talk to my sisters and talk to females I knew and say, okay, explain to me how you experience sex as a female. You know what I mean? And so that was, like, a bit of a challenge. That, that was definitely one of the challenges with writing a book and making it, like, authentic. You know what I mean? So that was definitely one of the challenges. But as far as the signature, I don't want a signature. I want to do, I, I want to do anything. I don't want people to be like, oh, he writes street stories. You know what I mean? Like, I might write a street story because I've been in the street the majority of my life. But I might write, I don't know. Who knows, like, where that muse takes me. I, wa- I want to write everything. I want to write horror. I want to write fantasy. I'm, who knows? I might write a romance novel. I don't even know. But, like, I don't want to be pigeonholed. I know that. So, like, anybody that, like, likes this book and, and, and enjoys, like, that story, like, just be expecting anything. Like, this book will probably go to maybe three books, and then who knows what I'll do. I might be writing about unicorns that disappear. 
my next novel. You know what I mean? Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I guess um I'm trying to see how much time because we have to do our black history time as well. And I ask okay. that you come prepared, right? So you're prepared to share in this uh, black history exchange, right? You're right, right. Right. And so do I call you Julian? Do I call you Tony? Who who are you? No, okay. Well, I just told you my real name, and so I'm no longer Batman anymore. But <laughs> my real name is right. um, Anthony Campbell. Um, Julian is my middle name, and I'm adopted. And like I said, I'm not going to get into it too deep, but Julian is my middle name, and I just met my biological mother a few years ago, and her her maiden name was Foster. So what I did is I combined my middle name with my biological mother's maiden name, and that's how I came up with Julian Foster. But on the street, they call me Tone. You know, anybody that knows me personally calls me Tone. So it's just on you. Okay. So Batman, should I call you Batman? Huh? Or should I call you Batman? That seems like... Batman, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't have a cape. I expect you to send me a cape in the mail. Is that cool? No, I think Batman should supply his own uh, bat thing, so I can't help you with that. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, so we'll, so, so I didn't even hear what you said, you. but I know it was. I know was, I didn't even hear everything you said, but I just knew it sounded like okay. All right, so evidently. <laughs> you know. All right, so what? do you want to? Do you want to hear my Black History fact? Not yet. I didn't ask for it yet. Oh, okay. I'm hurt. All right, my fault. Okay, I'm jumping ahead. I'm just making sure you're prepared. That's all. Making sure you're prepared. I'm ready. Because, because you know, on our show, there there's a family atmosphere. Like there are more than just the two of us. So I haven't you know brought the rest of the family in yet, but I will. I just want to make sure you were you know. Prepared. Okay, but I do want I want to ask you. Um, uh, you made me forget my question. Um, it'll come back to me. But there are two other parts of our family, and I'm sure that they probably have some. Interesting perspectives. They might even have some questions for you. I don't know where it's going to go once I bring them on. We might just kind of get into um, our fact sharing. But we are all, because you share something in common with Imaj, who's also a member of the Wind Down family. She is a poet, um, and she I think she's actually working on some novel writing as well, but I know she's a poet. And then there's Ron who is also a writer, um, and he probably does a lot of things from a woman's perspective, uh, a lot more than just writing. So, um, and but we'll get into that. And so I want to go ahead and bring the rest of the family in so you can meet them, and we'll move into the rest of our evening. So there's Imaj. Hello. Good evening. How are you, darling? I am awesome on this snowy night. 
are you? Well, How's everybody doing? Hello. Hi. And she's somewhere. She's somewhere there. Hello? Yes. Um, and so Imaj is our resident poet. So y'all might have some bonding. Y'all might have some bonding. Y'all can do over, you know, freestyles. I don't know. Um, I don't freestyle. Um, I don't do oh. that. <laughs> oh. um, okay. There's a process for me. And then to add to the balance, because what you have right now on the line, you have all of the uh, sense, the senses here. There's a there's a complete um, calm right now, uh, but you know that never can exist in a real state. There always has to be some element that's not as calm as everyone else. So uh, I introduce you as well to Ron. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm well, thank you for asking. All right. How's everyone doing this evening? So far, so good, man. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. That's what's up. All right. So I don't want to take any, I don't want to take any opportunity away. Did you guys have anything else you'd like to um, talk to Anthony about? I didn't have any questions or anything. I, I, I mean, I don't even want to hold up Black History any longer than we need to hold it up. But I was kind of <laughs> wondering about that name that you named the character. Can you tell us that name again, brother? Uh, Kiki Tatejo. Nah, 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 nah. Not the nickname. Are uh, you talking about Tatasia or Cry? Which one? I don't know. You said some name in the beginning, and I was like, whoa, I didn't quite catch it. Tatasia, It was okay. the Tatasia, the whole name, the whole name. Okay, her name is Tatasia Monteith Singleton. Her street name is Kiki. And then Katasia there's another Monteith character called... Singleton, that's what's up. Right. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. Actually, if you, if you want to know where I got that from... Um, um, that, uh, God, <laughs> I was 17 years old and the first woman that I ever had sexual relationships with, her name is Natasha Montique Singleton. So I, my main character in that book, her name was Kiki Montique Singleton. That came from that, for all the fellas. <laughs> See, I knew I had to have a story behind it. I knew it. I knew, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She left her mark, didn't she? She did something right. She made the pages of his first book. She popped his cherry, I think. Hey, man, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. I worked it like a rib. I worked it like a rib. Don't believe that. Um, <laughs> no. So giggling, though. You, you laugh kind of hard, like 30 years later. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Like, you know what, I'm just talking junk. You know how men talk junk. But you know what, this is how I feel, man. Real talk. 
Real talk. Yeah, look, man, we all joke and we all talk, but at the end of the day, like, I always believe that, like, if you love someone, if you really love someone, it never dies. It never dies. I don't care what you tell your new female and all that there. If you really love someone, okay, if, if, if you really love someone, it never dies. Hello? We, we agree Hello? with that. Um, Oh, okay, we so that, that, that's, what, that, that's what that's about. And, and that, you know, like I said, here I am, like, what, 39 years old, but I still remember that name, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, and I mean, because Ron, I know he's not arguing, because Ron has, even when his women die, I'm sure the love never dies. So why you wish you older women women? What's wrong with you? Why would you? Why, why? I don't know. I mean, I know you like them a little older, so I'm just saying. Ah, dude, you are so morbid. What's wrong? We supposed to be doing black history. You, you trying to make black people history? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. You know, you like your women a little bit geriatric, did I say something wrong? Okay, so, um, Anthony, mm-hmm. is it possible that you could kind of plug your stuff so that we can, you know, you tell everybody where they can find your Say that again? Would you kind of tell everybody where they can find your work? Your plug oh, I'm on Amazon. I'm on, yeah, I'm on Amazon. Um, a couple of days ago, I was number one in African American literature on Amazon. But yeah, like right. if you go to Amazon.com and you look up Julian Foster before I wake, I got it. Paper book, Kindle, you know what I mean? It's there. It's I'm there. sorry. Did you it's say it was serious. number one? I just wanted to make sure he got the opportunity to say that again. <laughs> Say that again. You said it was number one. You're making sure African, you got the opportunity. African American literature. It was number. It was number nine literary, and it was number twenty one in urban. I got all the facts. Oh I got all the stats. <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, and then any other contact information? Your you know, Facebook name, your Twitter, Instagram, any other social media so that some some of our listeners maybe want to follow you. Um, I do I do not I do not have like a Twitter name or none of that. You know what I mean? I just got like Facebook. You could go to uh Julian Foster, um, look for the clown picture or whatever, but I do not have like a Twitter and all that. I'm not that advanced yet. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that picture. That's kind of, yeah, so let's talk about the oxymoronic nature of your profile picture. The oxymoronic, I like that. Um, yeah, that's that's something wrong the, with your the, clown. No, 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 no. The clown is, is just like, it's just like a tortured individual, you know what I mean? It's like... Um, the clown is beat, man. Like, we could talk about that forever, but, like, the clown is just like, you know, like, 
who you are in public versus who you are inside. And a lot of times who you are in public kills who the person you are on the inside. You know what I mean? And so it's like a it's a representation of that or a manifestation of that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like everybody like sees a clown and feels something different. Like some people uh, see clowns and they're freaked out or they think it's scary or whatever. But for me, it's like really like uh, spiritual. It has a lot to do with like how I came up in this world. You know what I mean? Like giving people what they want and what they want to see versus like what was really inside you. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So, is that a reflection, personal reflection moment, or is this is just your another one of your opportunities to share that with the public? Wait, say that again. Is that any? Is there any um, personal connection to this? Oh yeah, no doubt. Like it's all personal. Like anything I do is like from the heart. Like. You know, like I said, like my book, like there's some people that sit down and like write fiction and they just like, oh, let me come up with what's hot, what's going to pop, what's going to get people's attention. Everything that I write, everything that you see, anything that comes from me, I lived it. It's from the heart. It's like that whole clown concept that very much has to do with like who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some of our um, black history information while we have that whole concept there um, because I want to make sure that we get to share before Shakir uh, leaves us for evening because he leaves us in time. So, Shakir, we'll start with you. Like, what do you want to share with us? Well, I mean, I've got... I needed some black history music, didn't I? I needed something... Profound. What does black history music sound like? What would black history music be? What would black history music sound like? I don't even know how to answer that question. You suggested the black history music. Let's get... let's, Let's see. We get a little black history music in here. Really? So black history music. That's that's the black history music. That's, that's um, my, yeah, that's my segue into the black history. <laughs> yeah, huh? we gonna be that long. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know y'all feel is like that, you were going to church. Ain't nothing to feel on this. That's, okay, that's okay. the black history music. That was, my black, that was my segue into my black history set up here. Just work with it. Come on, you guys have to know how to improvise. That's how we became such great people. That's how we became <laughs> such great people. All right, so what you got? got to be more careful. <laughs> Okay, Shakir, what you got for us? Um, I guess all of mine, all of mine are 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 usually sports related anyway, because I I usually get into it when it comes to that. Um, but I'll start with one that's actually personal to me. Oh, look at this here. Um, and that would be my uh the the fact that I shared or shared uh, a birthday with Rosa Parks. Oh wow. 
Yeah, Rosa Parks and I I were born on the same day. Hers was in 1913, mine in 1974. Okay. All right. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, um, what do you, love you, baby. Love you. Okay, I'm sorry. I just got dropped off. I'm sorry. Um, what do you have to say about um? What do you have to say about people that say that like Rosa Parks wasn't the first one? You know what I mean? Like as far as like Rosa Parks was like you know like some people say that like if you watch Barbershop they say like Rosa Parks was like famous because she just she worked for NAACP or whatever it was and that's why she her fame. Like how do you feel about that? I mean, when it comes to that particular tidbit of history, I mean, yes, it, it did have something to do with the fact that she was working for she was working at uh, at the NAACP offices in the area uh, in Montgomery at that time. So, you know, she kind of was the right lightning rod at the right time. And you know, the mm-hmm. fact that other people were probably boycotting in a different manner, uh, or, or almost in the same manner, before she, you know, before that particular day. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't belittle their process, but at the same time, sometimes it just takes the right person to actually kickstart a movement. Sometimes, so I don't right. necessarily look at it. I don't necessarily look at it as that she's the first. She was probably the one that garnered the most attention. Okay. So you know, right. it, it ain't necessarily it ain't necessarily that she had to be the first, or that they tried to play it off like that, or whatever the case may be. But from my perspective. Uh, I usually, especially being a child of the South as well, um, usually it's the one that if you can get something that can garner enough attention, it don't matter if it was first, third, or 50. Right. Okay, no, I, I, you know, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to, like, offend you or nothing like that, though. Oh, no, 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 never, never that, never that. Not a worry at all, man. I, I mean, we've had people who have asked that question Time and time again, like, you know, there there were others that were like, okay, well, why is she so special, you know, and all that other good stuff and whatnot. And sometimes it's, you know, it's not necessarily that you have to take a, you take a face to it or anything along those lines. I mean, history books are always written by the, always written by the victors anyway. So you never hardly oh, yeah. ever hear, you hardly ever hear the, the losing side of the equation when it comes to the history books. So you kind of dig, you kind of dig where you can and you go from there. Okay, could I ask you one more question? Not to get off track, though. Could I ask you one no more word. question? Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about Rosa Parks people uh, suing Outkast for that song? That one was yeah. That one was a little bit more personal because a lot of I, I had a lot of homeboys that were real close to the group, and we understood the original intent of the song and. I don't know if it was. I don't know if that was a money grab. I can't really say that it was or that it wasn't. Um, but we knew the intent when they came out when they were actually in the studio making that record. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on through the minds of the family when it came to that. Maybe they were trying to, in some way, shape, or form, try to protect her legacy, try to protect her name. But I don't believe, and, and to this day, I don't believe that Outkast was really doing anything disrespectful by putting exactly. her name on the song when if exactly. you listen to the lyrics of the song, you understood that they understood the history behind it and they, they did no, their yeah. best to to honor that history. 
Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm in total agreement with you because I, I don't feel that, like, they meant it in any disrespectful way. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I don't want to say that, like you said, like, in your terms, like, it was a money grab situation. I don't know what it was, but, like, if you listen to the song, it, it, I, I didn't feel that they disrespected her legacy. That's all I'm saying. No, I, yeah, exactly. And I, I, I'm agree. I'm in agreement with you on that. I mean, it's just, it was crazy at the time that they did it. So I mean, and and even even Dre and even Dre and uh and, and Twan were the same one saying the same thing. Like, what is this about? We really weren't really trying to do anything that felt like we were disrespecting. I mean, I remember when they when they actually came on, you know, they came on the local news here in Atlanta, and, and with a press conference, it was like, you know, where you know we understand that they might have they might be feeling some type of way or whatever the case may be, but this is the original intent of the song. And they spelled it out as best they could, and it kind of calmed things down for some folks, and then they picked up on some others. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't even put you on the hot seat, dog. I just wanted to know <laughs> your feelings on that, man. You know what I mean? Not, like, a, not a worry, man. Not a worry. All right. <laughs> all right. So you fellas had some deep conversation going on you know, anybody that, like, anybody that, like, um, she asked me about my a profile picture on my um, Facebook page, and there's a clown and all that there. But um, I posted a picture on my Facebook page, and it had to do with the, the origins of Memorial Day. And it was May 1st, 1865 in um, Charleston, South Carolina, and it was to honor 257 dead soldiers buried in Confederate prisons. Um, and they, was, they were dug up over a period of two weeks, and, then, and there was a parade led by 2,800 black children, okay? And that was the origins of Memorial Day, you know what I mean? And, a lot, like, a lot of people don't know that, you know what I mean? Like you said, history is told by the winners, you know what I mean? So, like, I just wanted to put that out there. Like I said, it's on my Facebook page. Julian Foster. It's a lot of stuff like out. It, it, it's a lot of stuff out there like that. Like as far as like, I don't know. I just feel like our history is hidden. You know what I mean? I've read a lot of books. As you know, I'm a writer. So like, in order to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. In order to be a good teacher, you have to be a good student. And so I read a lot of this stuff. If you get deep into it, I was a five percenter. I don't want to go into that because like that'll be a whole another conversation. For years, I was a five percenter. Five percent I don't know if like y'all know what that is. It's it's popular up here in New York and whatever. But um um I you know, like they say, do the knowledge. So like if you're if you're familiar with the five percent nation, they say do the knowledge and I've read a lot of books. Stolen Legacy is another good book. Like when they talk about like how, you know, the Greeks got all that stuff from Africa and the Greek alphabet and all that, this this, that and the third, but I touched on that to touch on the fact that it, it just seems like a lot of our history 
it's stolen, you know what I mean? They'll put a white face on it real quick, you know what I mean? They'll tell you that it's about Socrates and Archimedes and, and, and this, that, and the third, but it's really our stuff, you know what I mean? Sorry, I went on the rant. <laughs> I apologize for that. All right. Well, no apologies needed. Get all into your uh, history. You should become a little bit uh, passionate. Okay. Uh, and so, who thinks who's next? Not everyone at once. Um, okay, then I'll go since there's nobody else and anything. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a couple of small things that I would like to share. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that is really passionate um, for me is education. So um, these little facts mean a lot. Um, Xavier, Xavier University, which is a historically black college in Louisiana, has one of the highest success rates in the country for getting their graduates into medical school. That's not something that you're going to hear every day, but it's something that means a lot to me because they like to paint us as all these entertainers, but we do equally as well um, on the uh, academic uh, field. Um, Something else that I wanted to share The first blacks to settle in Alabama were Moors that arrived with the Spanish in 1540. That was 80 years before the Pilgrims arrived here. What does that say about some of the history that we uh, follow back or trace back to slave ships? um, Makes us question some things about just how far we go back when we look at our black history in relation to America uh, doesn't start um, with the um, slave ship. So something that I want to bring forth. Um, this one is for Ron because I know he likes politics. So I thought I'd share this one because I found it interesting as well. That Frank Will, who was a black security guard, covered President Nixon's cover-up, which later caused his resignation as President of the United States. Uh, despite Will's discovery, he struggled to find work the rest of his life. So he got blacklisted because he ousted the president, maybe? I know Ron has filled in with that conspiracy theory. No, no. What Ron is confused about is how the hell that got to do. What that got to do with politics? What do you say? Was a janitor? He was a security guard. Security guard. He's a security guard. And he found something. Listen, now, if you talked about, you know what I'm saying, one of the senators during Reconstruction, that's a bit something. You talk about a security (laughs) guard. That probably got a tip from the FBI. He's trying to do a politics. That's about some one yeah, you. Oh, my bad. Right, but he was the one. I mean, here's this average, uh, you know, air quotes. Here's this average um, American 
who had this big role in one of the so 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 it wasn't it wasn't Forrest Gump. No, we don't know who it was. It might have been Forrest Gump cousin. They gave him a role in the conspiracy. It was like, listen, we got a, a bit part. We need a character for. Oh, look, there go Leroy or whatever his name is. Okay, I just want to add my last little little tidbit before Ryan has his field day with my. Sure, um, they need. I'm just playing with you, love. I'm just playing with you. Does. But I'm well, going to go ahead and finish up. Can I finish my last little share? <laughs> if you guys want to go ahead and tear down my list of black history moments, then I appreciate very much <laughs> because I love my black history. Um, Harriet Tubman is usually the person that comes to mind when you think about um, the Underground Railroad. However... <laughs> <laughs> I However, I want to add to that image that actually Levi Coffin, who was the president of the Underground Railroad, so it was a system. Don't you can't forget, you know, Levi Coffin. So, Bob, did you have some? Iman, did you have something you want to share? Um, uh, yeah. I only have two. I had some more, but y'all would have used them too deep, so I took two of them off. But, um, so since I'm artsy and I love, you know, music and authentic things, um, my first one I'm going to go with is Josephine Baker, because I just love her. She's so beautiful. And so, um, right, I do, I love Josephine Baker. I've always enjoyed seeing the old films, and I, I saw that movie like 30 times. Um, but, you know, she was born in, in 19, June 3rd, 1906 in St. Louis. Um, her original name was Peter Josephine McDonald. And then she later changed her name to Josephine Bacon, and she spent time in France to become one of Europe's most popular and highest-paid performers. Um, so, and she did so much for um, the segregation um, during the um, French resistance during World War II in the 1950s and 60s. She devoted herself to fighting segregation racism in the United States. And she was actually buried with full military honors. So I I respect her work and I love her. Um, this one is kind of the play on my nickname that you people have given me. Um, I also love Miss Educate. I love her as well. Um, and so, yeah. What else, what can I say about her? Actually, she's from South. I didn't know that she was from South Carolina, which is so awesome because you know I'm such a Southern girl. Um, and then she later moved. She was forced to go live with her family in Harlem, and so that's where she learned different things about the arts and everything. And this one of the new faces of 1962. So yeah. So yeah, that's me. Those are my two. And then. 
Oh, yeah, she was Catwoman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was Catwoman. All right, so that leaves him. Hello? Yeah. That leaves him. Well, well, I mean, I had a earlier in the week that I am blackest. And the reason I say that is because when I have our children look back. I want them to look back on some of the things that we have done to change history. That being said, when I look back, I don't look back on what this person did or what have you. I want to look back on something that's a damn shame that right now we don't own as much land as we owned in 1900 as the people. So, these people who were straight out of slavery but was able to own land and purchase land and not be able to read. But us and our smart ass in 2015 still paying rent. They can't own property. They can't teach our own children in our own schoolhouse. But, yeah, we so advanced. So I guess my, my little black history is just the tip of the hat to them who came from dire circumstances and that senator and the reconstructions and, 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 and all kinds of politicians yet didn't even have third and fourth grade education. But yet we so smart in twenty fifteen and we have a fraction of the land ownership that they had. But um other than that, uh it's similar to what Amaj was speaking on, um, how before um, we're known usually for being here in the 1600s, you know, in slavery days, but our history on this landmass goes back thousands and thousands of years. And there's actually hieroglyphics in the Grand Canyon and in the West that, that in the Mississippi River that um, dates back to dynasties in Egypt. So I say, all I should say, that, you know, some of the things that we're looking at that's supposed to be so far away is actually right here a couple of miles away from some. So so that black history is actually accessible to us or we got to do a car, car ride, plane ride, or what have you, right to the Mississippi River. Uh, so there you go, and here we are. And I thank you for attributing all that to Imaj. That was Thank you. I didn't say anything this evening. Thank you so much. Right. If you could blame me for the for the security guard, I could blame her for whatever I blame her for. That's fine. What? Whatever. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, it, hey, Iman, watch here. It's Ron. <laughs> that just tells me that he didn't listen to he didn't listen to anything I said this evening. He tuned me out totally. It's okay. I mean, it's okay. I, I heard exactly what you said. I heard exactly what you said. It doesn't said, matter. Shut up, Ron. Yeah. Who cares? That's not nice. That's not nice. We got company. You, you, you act and out. And that nice. says what? She don't care. <laughs> I, I can tell. You can tell. You can tell. I mean, really. You, I'm still out there. He might have been as nice as she is being because, you know, 
I'm surprised because she's acting like we have company. I know. Go ahead, Iman. What were you saying? You know, I, what was I, the, I, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I ask you a question? What, what is the resident poet's name? What's her name? I'm sorry, because I didn't catch it last time. Imaj. My name is Imaj. Iman, that's your name? Yes. Love, can you bless us with something real quick? Mm, he wants you to bless us. <laughs> okay. Um, because I'm a poet too, so I so want to hear it. I could. Um, mm-hmm. Give me, give me two seconds. What the go ahead and bless us, Imaj. Come on. I'm giving me a second. I, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't prepared. So let me go into my little archive and see what I have. And it's something that's black history-ish. Um, Thank you for filling. <laughs> okay. Um, this is it's kind of goofy, but um, I'll give you some of it. It's called My Blackness. Um, so who are you to question my blackness? Is it because my skin is three shades lighter than yours or maybe my greater hair? It's just as kinky as yours and you don't have to question my blackness. Someone is just simply called good hair care. Let's please look at the truth. I am I have the same exact struggle as you do. I really have the question but I have one for, have a question, but I have one for you. I want to know, who exactly are you comparing me to? Oh, them, the others. Well just to be frank with you, they see me as a little black girl who is just trying to overcome. But you sit here and question my blackness. Why? And how come? It's because my conversation doesn't have a bunch of street slang. And so what if I attended a white high school? My roots fit me straight to HBCU. Just like you, I have been called out my name, and there's no need to say those words because you know they are still the same. But you sit here and you say, I am not black enough. Well, did you know that they don't care if I'm fluent in one of the hardest languages in the world? Let me just share a little. So they could care less that I have the common sense to run their business and bring their corporations to greatness. But to them, I'm just still the little black girl trying to overcome. And, okay, so I'm light-skinned. So is my mother, and heck, she's even lighter. But my struggle is her struggle. And my grandparents, they are actually Native Americans and of African descent. But their struggle still bleeds through me. They fought for me so that I can be free, free from discrimination, free from all the ignorance that the world tends to send my way. But they didn't have to march with Martin or sit beside Wilbur to fight for me. But you, madam, and you, sir, sit there and question my blackness. But it's cool, because at the end of the day, my black is still beautiful, and I'm just like you. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can't hear me snapping over the phone, but that's what's up. 
Yeah, so that was I'm a so, I'm so thankful that I got to participate in that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we are thankful. You blessed us with that. I like that there. You did your thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a long time since I did that one. That was Ron Hutch before what I'm about to say. So, so we had a Black History Day at church last Sunday. And so they were trying to get me to perform that one at church. But I was like, they're not going to understand that I speak a foreign language. Did she say at church? Did she say at church? I thought I heard that, too. I thought I heard her say at church. Did you say that? No, I didn't do it because I didn't want them to, because there's a lot of older people in my church. And so once I start speaking in a different language, I don't want them to be like, oh, what did she say? You know? So I just opted out and let the kids do it. And so, yeah, so you they didn't want to do that. you people block your blessing. You let them all have no, to. No, because I've done, I've, done things that, I've done things at church before. They, they've heard some of my love poems. Like when we did a Valentine's Day type bistro. They, they got to hear love poems. Wow, 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 wow. When your love poem? <laughs> it was truly a love poem. A truly, a, you know, but first it was one love. Of yours. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. I see why they mm-hmm. All right, I understand your decision now. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I see when you love poems. So I opted out this time. But they've heard my love poems before. They have. And they enjoyed them. Actually, y'all know my grandfather is the preacher at my church. So, oh, Lord. And they this is my grandfather oh, the, the first time he got to hear any of my work. And he was like, he said, I knew that I catch you often sitting in front of your computer and doing different things. He said, but I never knew this is what you were doing. And he enjoyed it. So, yeah, as long as he enjoyed it, I really didn't care what anybody else said. But I just didn't want to do this like at the church because I didn't want the older people like, oh, I don't know, she's sad, she's speaking fine language, she might be speaking, you know, spirit. I'm, I'm not. Everything I really said in that foreign person, in that foreign language was, hey, how are you doing? I'm fine today. My name is Imaj. What is yours? What is your name? So that's all I say. But yeah. Well, there's always a story behind something I write. Wow. Yeah. So you haven't blessed your church with your blackness? No, not with my blackness. <laughs> not with my blackness, you know, because, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I know. That's not my blackness. <laughs> Some people may have wished the church with their hoodness. But... <laughs> but that was my little black list, you know. And since I was talked about oh, last week, not going to an HBCU. Now it's you know, since you talked so much junk last week to me <laughs> about me attending an HBCU, F U, and the dream that you were wrote in. Right? So whatever. No, I, I didn't talk junk about you going to an HBCU. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I, I may have said a fact or two, but I didn't talk junk. You talked junk. No, it, no, it is an admirable thing to go to a to 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 a historically black college or university. It is an admirable thing to see your way through a, a a program and get a degree. It is an admirable thing to to 
to revel in education. Those are admirable things. All I was saying is that, you know, they ain't really teaching us nothing. <laughs> I mean, I learned, and I am very a very well-rounded person. So I learned. I don't know what everybody else goes to school for, but I was paying for that education out of my pocket. I'm going to learn something. All so. right, Zoom. So when are we ahead? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you, though, Mom. I'm with you. I'm with Mom. you. I love nope, you. Don't talk to me no more. I don't want you to love me. Love me less. <laughs> yeah, me I'm less. Before I call the editor. I'm just listening for my name because I've already been told that I don't do shit every day. So I'm going with Ron. What were you saying, Ron? <laughs> I don't do anything every day. It's admirable, but I don't do anything every day. Who said that? No whoa, whoa. What are you talking about? Why are you putting I'm words in my mouth? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just generalizing your comments to cover, like, I make it more blanket. No, I, I'm but not. He tries, to, he tries to say that you don't do anything every day. He sure does. Yeah. I know. I know. All I'm doing is paraphrasing Cardi G. Wilson. That's all I'm doing. That's all mm-hmm. I'm doing. That's all you're doing. That's okay. I mean, I get it. I thank you for being for being a catalyst. You know, you <laughs> set the flame. You start the flame that ignites the bullshit every time. And I thank you for always being who you are in spite of whatever Not only do I not appreciate your statements, but his laughing ain't necessarily appreciated me. But y'all two together, like he gets soundtrack. Like y'all, like y'all feeding off each other. No, I right, ain't like that, y'all. cause I'm just, I, yo, I'm a newcomer, dog. I'm a newcomer. Y'all got, y'all got history. I don't. You know what I mean? I'm just tripping. We just sitting back laughing at what's going on. That's okay. That's it. I don't know. It just sounded like that was really unison. Like, nah, I, I don't even know nothing, man. I don't know nothing, man. I'm just... I want to, I want to bring this back to light because this is why I wish that Ron could have lived in a different time period. Um, I should have lived in another time okay. period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you why. Listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you why. I wish you had been friends, close friends with. George Washington Carver. I wish you guys had like maybe been like Siamese twin friends connected at the hip. Because um my friend oh my um, Arthur G. G. Elder shared um a fact with us. Um she said that George Washington Carver was wrong. Was was castrated so he would not be able to have sex with white women because he got to be in the house a lot. Isn't that interesting? Isn't, isn't that interesting? What kind of bullshit have we devolved read, into when you want me that. to be like George Washington? You ain't saying nothing about, yeah, because he's brilliant. He's a scientist, so he knows what to do with a peanut or a soybean. You know, none of that shit. You are my, well, my, my, he my, my had to play with peanuts like, because he didn't have a pe. Never mind. Never mind. Um, 
Remember, he has two friends now. Because remember, who was on the show before, and that was his friend. Nobody. Now he has Nobody. another friend. Ron has yeah, that's friends. my dog. Don't be talking about my boy. Right, I rock with my man right here. We can do this. Mm, you don't know what you set yourself up for. Right, like, good luck with that. Give me good luck. Come on, man, stop it. First of all, you see, they show me no love around here. They show me no love whatsoever. It's all good. Mm-mm. That's fine. That's fine. Good luck. Good luck. Them damn sound will be the end of it. Hmm? What? What did you say, Ron? Did you say something that anyone's even listening to? What? <laughs> Man, Okay, so Ron, here's another thing that I think that fits you quite well. I'm sorry, Ron, is that your, is that you making that noise? Well, nah. who's walking in the park? I thought it was that's you with your sound effects. No, that's not my sound effects. I thought that was him, you know, maybe they put that's a somebody house playing on it. Oh, see, they, I have no idea what that sound is. I don't even hear it. The reason why you don't hear it is because it's you doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Really, Chuck? Thank you. You try to put it on the black man. Always trying to blame it on the black man. I'm not touching my phone. I'm on my Bluetooth. Shamor's probably on hers. We don't know what Ron's doing with his Bluetooth. But you're in Bluetooth. If you don't hear it, you are probably tapping. You try to blame it on the black man. That's all that is. Everybody black on this phone line. Like did she just to talk about her blackness? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, no. I'm just a lighter black. I mean, <laughs> her but, her blackness her blackness makes her indict other blackness. Okay. <laughs> so back to what you were saying to me. Oh, I was just I was thinking that Ron probably should be thankful for Harry C. Hopkins because he received the patent for enhancing the hearing aid, which would make all of Ron's um, women be able to communicate with him in the future. Well, all, right, all right, see, brother, see, brother, you got to realize it's a little, they, they, they laugh at me because I like older women, you know, so... When I see a woman at like 55, 60, that's looking right, you know what I'm saying? She might can get it. So they, they make jokes about our, like, you know what I'm saying, octogenarian deaf women. It's not really funny, but they think it's funny, so we're going to laugh with them when they make a joke, okay? Okay, so guys, no, 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 it's funny. And then, you, if, then when you don't get a young woman, she gets impregnated with elephants and shit. So therefore, you know. And that's what I mean. You just, just have this thing. Like you don't know what you like. Yeah, I thought when shots are fun in the company, like you don't even get it. Come on. I mean, fifteen month pregnancy. What is that? 
Yeah, we're about 15 minutes deep into this, to this 360, um, to, to, no, it's to 697 days. Come on, stop so, it, stop it. This is not nice, lady. Stop it. Not nice. So, no, 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 we're so talking yeah. about your preference. That's what you like. That's what you like. You like, you like older women. We get it. We yes, get it. We, we know. We much rather you like them than anything else. You like older women. All right. You, you, you have your reasons. Let's what, what you like, Amash. Amash, what do you like? I like bearded gentlemen. I like them a lot. He wouldn't know anything about a gentleman. He wouldn't know what that is. But it's not one. Okay. Before we get into this conversation, Anthony, I want to give you the opportunity to, again, say where people can find your work. We're getting back right. to the last minutes of the show. All right. My, my debut novel is called Before I Wake. It's on Amazon. You can pick it up, paperback, Kindle, what have you. It's only on Amazon. Before I wake, unless you're in New York, then, like, I could come give you a copy this, that, and the third. But other than that, before I wake, Julian Foster, it's on Amazon, Kindle, paperback. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Um, and it was it was a pleasure to have you um, at the very beginning of the show on, and then towards the end, it stopped being so much of a pleasure when you started playing with Juan. Um, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. my dog, man. We got to stick together, man. Okay. And I thank you again for, for just being mad. here. They're just mad, brother. I'm not mad. I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get that on the air because things start to happen at the very closing of the show because, yeah, it's it's not it's not good stuff that happens. So at this time, you're more than welcome to just quietly hang the line up because there are some choice words that we're going to probably trade with one another before we um, get off of recorded time because Juan always has to say things that make people want to say other things to Juan. So this is at, this is the at-your-own-risk part of the show. Are you going to stick around? What are you going to do with your life? Are you talking to Juan? No, we're talking to you. Oh, my fault. <laughs> I thought you were talking to him. That's why I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So <laughs> you asked me what I was going to do with my life? No, like, well, are you going to stick around for the afterthoughts of the show? Or were you going to hang back? No, no, no. I'm gonna chill out. You know, I'm I'm with y'all. I gotta I, I gotta I gotta stay with my boy Juan in case y'all try to jump on him if I hang up the phone. I'm riding now with my boy. There you go, my brother. That's what I'm talking about. I'm riding about. now. I'm riding now. Ride or die. Okay, well you can ride or die if you choose. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. <laughs> I have one more mystery fact that I think is your lifestyle. Oh, damn. <laughs> I just thought um, maybe maybe you should be thankful to um, Dr. William Hinton 
he was a black physician, and he's credited with creating a test disease. So at least, you know, I mean, word up to the, to the brother. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? One, no, I don't know what you mean. Two, I would go so far saying that syphilis was cured before that. Um, I, 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 and lastly, don't ever, ever, ever associate me with sexually transmitted disease. That is not normal. It's not. Ever, 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 ever. Y'all are a mess. So, okay, can I vent? Can I vent to you guys? I know this is like really far off topic, but can I vent to y'all? Okay. Let's go. Okay. So, on Sunday, um, I had is this something the dealing pleasure. with church, so I could just set my mind up for the no, church that we No, 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 no. I went to a concert on Sunday night. Um, I went to see Kim Shell in concert on Sunday night. Anybody who knows me, listen. So I do not. I I love music. Um. I like music that tells a story. I like her music. She has a fucked up personality. Excuse my language. I'm sorry, but she does. But, um, so, the sh- okay, the venue opens at 7. So, you know, it's standing room only, so you have to get there early to get a good spot. Okay. Um, the ticket says the show is to probably start at 8 o'clock. This broad does not go on the stage until 9.30. Okay. So, you know, as a concert goer, I'm like, what the heck is going on? So people are on her Instagram like, hey, what's going on? Nobody has come out to say if there's any technical difficulties, no nothing. She doesn't even have an opening. Act is just her. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, you don't want to share your money with nobody else, but you need an opening act. This is going to happen. So she proceeds, when she comes out on stage, she does one song first, and then she proceeds to go into why she was laid and technical difficulties. And even told one of the concert goers, because she had said something to her on Instagram, to get the fuck out of the concert. Now, this is how I feel. You, well, what was her excuse for being late? Uh, she was just saying that there was a technical issue at the venue. But normally, when I go to concerts and if there's a technical issue, someone comes out and says, hey, we're just experiencing some technical issues. And plus, it's a small right. venue. So it's not like, you know, they couldn't say what was going on. It wasn't like it was at a coliseum. Okay? Um, it was like, you know, it's like a club and it's standing room only. So it was like, okay, whatever. So then the next day, I, I'm on Instagram. This broad has now blocked people who commented up under the picture of, like, hey, what's going on? Why is the show not starting? She blocked these people. Now, for somebody who says, I care about my fans, why would you do something like that? If it was truly a technical issue, why not be grown up enough to say it was a technical issue? I apologize to my fans. I'm about to give y'all an awesome show. That's what you do. This petty broad, I have an issue with. Well, today, Ticketmaster has decided to send me a survey. Why'd it go and do that for? 
So I'm about to enjoy myself on this Sunday because I'm about to say everything that I want to say, and it's not going to be nice because I have an issue. But well, can I interject I real briefly? Why? What do you want? Whatever stops him. It seems as if you may be jumping off a bridge and making assumptions. Mm. Because, um, one, a lot of times when it's a situation that's not explained, that you you don't see something obvious, like the lights ain't out, the sprinklers ain't on, that usually talks to money. And if you ain't got my paper, I ain't going on stage. And I don't blame you. And that's what I thought. I get that. If that's the case, then if you so, and she even came out here, you know, I share everything with you all. If you're so real and so well, well, honest in what you're doing, if it's about money, say it's about money. Because well, I that's get nobody it. business but me and that. But, but that's nobody business for well, me. Well, she shouldn't have came, came out there and told no lie either. Okay, okay, okay. Now, next, what I would say as far as the um, blocking, um, this is a business. And I can't have none of my fans in Germany affected by you and your little show in Kakalaka. I can't have none of my people in California being messed up by you and your little show in Kakalaka. I can't have none of them not wanting to book me in Paris because you and your little, you know what I'm saying? I can't have that. So I got a book. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me why I don't want y'all. Y'all live well, 90 minutes standing in your heels. You yeah, took your heels yeah. off. And on the I did, I, first of all, I didn't wear heels. So I was smart not to wear heels. I mean, not, not necessarily you. I mean, I'm in, I'm in plural, but not singular. Even, even to say, like, this is not the first time she does something out of the way here in North Carolina. Because one show she didn't even show up for. And another show in Charlotte where she didn't go on until later. Like, you you can't keep having things like this. And then for you to be all acting like this as though you're high and mighty, your show that was tonight that was still here in North Carolina didn't even sell out, and they were selling your tickets on Groupon for 40% off. Please, yeah, you know, that's how you make your voice hurt. You know what I'm saying? You're like, you know what? She don't act like a, 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 a slut monkey when she come into town. Okay, we got something for her. Nobody buying no tickets. Treat like you run. That's not nice. Yeah, like you, that, but that does make you want to make a make an impact. You do make it financially. People hear that before they hear, you know, social media. They'll hear. Absolutely. Um, I guess. I guess I kind of. I guess I kind of agree with that little part of what Mom was saying. Nothing else. Cause I know when y'all don't pay me my check, I don't want to come. I'll tell you that. You know what? You know what? You always screw off to. getting your check right. You you do something. One time you were in jail for midnight strolls through the whoa, dark. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you snitching? Whoa, whoa. Why are you throwing people's system? Whoa, what is wrong with you? That is felonious activity right there. I'm disturbed. That's I'm slightly disturbed. Why you did I say something that I nobody like, knew? You know I think what? we all knew. We had a whole free Ron T-shirt thing. That's not new. I'm saying though, but we got company. This man don't know oh, about nothing. What, sir, what part of New York are you in? 
I'm saying we got new listeners every week. I don't need people looking at me as the old Ronald. I'm not him. You are the old Ronald. What's new about you? That was good last week. What are you talking about? Ron, I hope you believe some of the stuff you say because we don't. I ain't judging you. Thank you. I appreciate you. I mean, I mean, you should. It doesn't really matter. Anthony, but. Anthony will be gone in a matter of minutes, and you will still be stuck with us weekly. So you can That's go ahead and bask That's really in this ugly, whole. Though. That's really ugly. You can bask in this beautiful glow of Anthony light that you are just taking in, but that shit's going to end soon. That's all I'm saying. That is, that is very ugly. That is very. Where is the community in that? Where is the black history in that statement? That's what I want to know. When he had this, when they booked him in, when his name was, his name was in the book, all right? They booked him. <laughs> he had to go to court for it. Some bullshit. Some bullshit. <laughs> he got a mugshot and all. It's all bad on some Usher shit. It's all bad. Yo, do you realize that, that Martin Luther King went to jail, too? Do you realize that? He went to jail, he sure did. He did. He went to jail for more than a long time with his own self. Right. He was walking away. They didn't want him to walk, too. So we got a lot in common. He, but, yeah, but he was walking with people that could be seen in the light of day. You, on the other hand, were walking alone in a dark... Hey, listen, she said hand. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) She said hey, and on the other hand, yeah, and it was probably two-handed, This because he was alone in the park. Mm-hmm. You see the guy throw all kind of underhanded jabs and innuendos and all kinds of things. Underhanded? Is that like a and quick move? Statements. Is that faster? Does that have like a faster reaction if you go underhand stroking? I'm not sure. I'm trying to understand why these children are outside playing in the snow and it's midnight. If, if, if I was a new listener, I would be saying to myself, that being not just your dick off in public. No. <laughs> I'm going to need y'all to stop. I'm going to need y'all to stop. I don't know That's what to time. think. I don't know what no. to think. <laughs> you you decided Nothing to say. Yeah, you have to participate. You, got, you have to participate. You have to join in. Both hands and participate now. She said, I got to participate. You can walk for the rope and want to be a cowboy.
right. So we won't support you any longer. I I am so impressed with um your tolerance level. Um, I'm sure it has something to do with the way that you build stamina up with the frequent um, um <laughs> oh, <God>. explorations <laughs> that you take um alone in the dark. I'm sure that helps you to build up your stamina. So you just um, said 87 words but didn't say a goddamn thing. You didn't I'm say a goddamn thing. Yeah, I think I did. You just hope nobody catches it. Oh, wow. Nobody did catch it. You were by yourself. Okay, never mind. Okay. Um, Gilligan's Island. But, but you know what? What I love is this this whole um, dynamic where uh, Anthony is at one end of the spectrum and Ron's at the other because Anthony doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> but Ron knows really? every damn thing that I'm saying. It's, it's like a I don't know nothing either. Right Me and here. Anthony on the same side. I'm in the day. I'm backing him up. I don't care what he say. He can say oompa loompas. I'm backing him up. I'm Willy Wonka. I don't give a damn. I'm with you. I think it's beautiful how you're doing that. He needs someone to back it up with him so he won't be alone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, homie. Don't say nothing. No, no, no. Homie, 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 homie. Don't say nothing. This is, I mean, I really, the camaraderie that is being expressed in this moment, this camaraderie, the whole togetherness, the Brother, said, I love you. Back it up with no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is beautiful. Said. He's backing up to you. This is great. This works mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. See, stop it. See, 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 you go fucking up again. He ain't no, no. <laughs> I ain't no, 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 no. There's no it's backing okay. up between us. No, 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 no. Stop it's it. okay. It's really okay. You're twisting the man I world. Mean, you already twisted mine. I'm not going to lie to the twisters too. Yeah, I'm not going to no, lie. I'm, I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about the growth. I'm thinking about the growth. No, 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 no. We ain't got no growth. Ain't nothing growing. Everything is flaccid. Stop it. It's a slow progression. It's an evolution. You're coming from one species to your species. I mean, it's it's only so much we can ask for in this time. And you're growing, and that's great. It's great, Ron. Imagine. Still here, Imagine. I'm here. <laughs> do, you, do you co-sign any of this bullshit, Imaj? I, I, I need to know that before we go any further. I am currently um, writing my review, so I was not listening. Thank you. So you don't co-sign it's okay. Imaj, you know that we enjoy seeing him go from from a foreign species to one that's more aligned with where he comes from. And it's nice to see him getting a connection with something human. And I know that you can appreciate that. You know what I mean? Two friends. Yeah, he has two friends now, two. There's two. And, you know, he, he's going to live a long life. Because, you know, elephants they live for a long time. And a lot of them I know what you mean. Be, I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. You yeah. sometimes find them to be walking alone, you know, Walking, mm-hmm. grazing, and whatnot. So, y'all, maybe y'all are talking English, but y'all are talking in a wind down language. That, that <laughs> unless you, you know, unless you speak wind down ease, you won't really understand what they're saying. 
But trust me when I tell you, brother, they being real greasy right now. They being real greasy. And it's not just the me. It's the, it's the other people they being greasy, too. And it, it ain't just me right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they being real dirty right now. But that's okay, though. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's black history, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the you know, mm-hmm. thing. That's okay. We'll see in the two. You said you black history. I mean, since you're so black history-ish, I mean, come on now. You're making history. You're, you're going to be the first person, to, first African-American male to ever tame a species with no hands. Like, you you didn't even use your hands, and you tamed another right. species. This is this is good stuff. I, we need to, like, See, homie, know. now I know you totally lost right now, because before they were talking about hands, now they talk about no hands. Oh, I'm lost. What the hell are they talking about? I ain't never Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue. I don't know what this is. Right. I don't know. You right. signed up. Is, is, you stayed on the line. You a, signed is, up for it. Hey, you, it, he, gives, he gives new meaning to hands-free spank the monkey. That's all I'm saying. All right, and on that note, we're going to go ahead and call it a night. Different cities and states. 
<laughs> no, okay. Like, I'm in North Carolina. Samora is in Texas. Actually, you and Ron are there in New York. So we were trying to figure out how that was going to work for you all. So yeah. we should meet him at the park. No, I'm that's done. real funny. Then, no, no, no. It's, it's actually not funny. It's actually very <laughs> unfunny. Yeah, they, they, yeah, that. I think I got, I think I got some tears. There's some tears in my eyes. That was hilarious. Okay, that's that not funny. Hilarious. It's just that's hilarious. not funny. It is. It's that's so not funny. fucking funny. It's really not funny though. That is so fucking funny. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. oh God. Yeah, I thought it was on Okay. Well. Um, we should we should like totally end the show now. On that note, that's a that's a good on note. You're right, note. Ron. That's a good note. That's a good note to end it on. So we will catch you all next week, Wednesday, wind down with the family. And thank you so much, Anthony, for being a part of our show. And uh, we uh, hope to see you when the next uh, book is ready. Uh, uh, Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, Ron.